Welcome to the Startup Impact Series with Nick Von Breda and Fiona Falk. Each episode, we interview the best startups and scale-ups who are daring to make a difference in the areas of sustainability, education, the economy, and society. Let's listen in. Yeah, the thing is, my uh, first name is Yu, uh-huh. and my last name is Hu. So, uh, but if you only say Yu, you will make a lot of confusion in the conversation. So that's why people uh, always call me Yu Hu. Yu Hu. Okay, we will call you Yu Hu. That's All no problem. Right. I will well, do that's that. gonna be fun. It's gonna be as fun as I was. Hoping Already better this situation for ten years. Here, oh wow. So. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Startup Impact Series. I'm Nick van Ridda. And I'm Fiona Falk. Nice to meet you. I'm nice Nick. to meet you. Hi. Hey. I'm Yu. Yes. Hi. All right. So we are here with Yu Hu today of MakeBlock as part of our inaugural episode of Startup Impact series. Yeah, the Startup right, Impact series. Great. So we're super excited to be here. This place is super super cool and literally is nostalgic even for me uh, from my childhood when I would put together things like. Like, like this, this but, uh, like, but like, like it looks like Max. But it's we like were this playing on, with this back yeah. in the days. Yeah, it's like this on steroids. So there's a lot that you is going to share with us today. So we're just going to jump right in. All right. Let's do that. Yes. So Fiona and Nick, we are doing the series, and uh, we are interviewing a lot of different startups, uh, startups that have made an impact already. So actually scale ups or even yeah. corporates nowadays, but mostly uh, companies that can share the lessons of a startup, mm-hmm. so that not too far away from when they started, uh, can can tell us a little bit about the lessons that were learned mm-hmm. during that journey. I think that will be quite uh, fit to our background. So we're um, still kind of as a startup, but we've been already scaled up. So we started about six, seven years ago uh, in UX actually. Um, it was incubated by an incubator called the Hex. It's a hardware incubator. Uh, we were the uh, the only Chinese team actually in that incubator back to then, uh, and now we're becoming quite uh, big uh, as part of the Hex family. Uh, but now, uh, I think we already finished about three rounds of uh, investments. Uh, we got about five hundred fifty employees all over the world, and we got a subsidiary here that's uh, where today which is the European office and uh, we also have an office in California we get office in uh, Japan as well uh, and then we got also uh, a few spots uh, outside China that uh, basically to uh, support locally and uh, that's basically how we grow uh, now uh, so uh, currently we're already becoming one of the market leaders in steam education providers and we hope that we can create huge impact in changing education uh, for the future, basically. Yeah. Nice, very nice. So you, you mentioned that you started out of an incubator. Yeah. But the team was Chinese. Yeah. So how did this all come together? Were well, it a group um, of Chinese friends? 
How, what uh, was the start of it? To be honest, then we have to interview uh, Jason, our founder. Uh, but uh, uh, to my understanding, or what I heard from him, is basically he started first as a project in China, and then he started looking for supports, uh, and then he got the opportunity to uh, actually start up in. Uh, U.S. Uh, with Hex as an incubator, yeah. so he went there for a half year time or something, and then uh, he really made the business model all of it. And our first product actually launched on Kickstarter back to then, and it was okay, cool. very successful. Yeah. Uh, and I do vaguely remember that he said uh, uh, he was the only Chinese team back to then um, in the in the whole incubator. And it was also kind of the one of the first uh, change team that succeeds uh, as an incubation uh, process there. Yeah. Oh, wow. So the, the incubator itself was quite new as well in the U.S. Um, that actually I don't know, but uh, what I know. <laughs> but you did uh, make a success out of it. Huh? It, we we're now actually uh, know quite a lot of people in the in the network of hacks because uh, we uh, showed quite some routes, and there are also other startups that uh, following our path. Um, but what I know, Hex is specializing uh, hardware incubation, so uh, that fits us quite well. Yeah, we have a lot of hardware over here. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's really true. Over here. So uh, why don't we take a moment, since we have all these goodies on the table, mm -hmm. I, I think it, we'd be remiss not to ask you to uh, show us a little something. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so some people know exactly like... Uh, if I may? Oh, yes, yeah. yes, sorry. Yes, it's... So, um, just a little bit of background, so uh, we're uh, currently a whole solution provider, so uh, we're providing hardware, software, uh, curriculum, and competition uh, for all age group, which means we have from early age, four years old, uh, kindergarten education, and for primary school, secondary school, high school, vocational training, university, uh, research, hobbyists, makers, all these kind of markets. Uh, our idea is that uh, hardware is so general and it's so easy to use and it shouldn't be a, a problem or barrier for people to start to create yeah. which actually fits in education quite well yeah. uh, so I'm gonna walk through the age groups uh, about the products mm -hmm. um, this one is called I'm tiny it's a uh, it's tiny, I'm tiny. <laughs> it's actually not the smallest robot if you look at it in this way yeah. uh, but for the age group it's uh, basically early learning yeah. Um, this robot is our uh, only robot that, that doesn't involve any apps or software, uh, but it's a unplugged coding uh, way. So one of the biggest things that we try to make it very interactive. <coughs> Hi. Hey. <laughs> so the idea is that it's very interactive. So um, uh, you know, in the early age uh, uh, education, the social emotional development is very important. So we try to use this and to interact with kids. But actually this uh, robot works with um, uh, physical coding cards and physical uh, maps. Yeah. And basically we have a special sensors underneath wherever you're tapping or the robots rolling over the, uh, the maps and it will have a different interaction there. There's a voice and they can use the pen, you can uh, read all the textbooks. It, it is over there. Awesome. So it's like the road that we had back in the days where we were playing with little cars Oh, this is pushing it forward on this road. Nice. We can make we can make a road. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is great. Yeah. So uh, oh, physical cool. coding cards. Uh, this is an example. Oh, get out of town. So if you do this, 
Ooh. It would give He's you a feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hold that up so people can see what it was just tapped. So, yeah. The sad face and the angry face. Yeah, yeah. So if you just said, uh, well, this is a number, so it doesn't show. But for example, this is a, um, a moving forward card. Yeah. So if you tap it, it will move forwards. Oh, cool. And then you can also use this to chain the coding cards together to make impact. For example, if you oh, move sweet. forward four times, yeah. uh, you just tap, tap. Tap. We also have a card to execute, so I would just press the button. It will move forward the four times. It's trying. Uh, you see, it's trying because on the map there's a, a road, uh, a barrier here. Yeah. It's like kind of like a, a virtual. Yeah. And it actually recognize on the bottom of the robots. So then it will recognize. Okay, oh, wow. here is a barrier. I can't go outside. It's a bouncing back. Oh, so that's yeah. uh, both sensors integrated in to increase the uh, interaction. Uh, so basically, we have a, a special technology there to make sure they can read out the different uh, situations. And we also have a storybook. So basically, you can tap on the book. We have a piano card, so you can play piano with the pen. Uh, so everything is around the interaction through the robots, but the robot itself is only just a companion about learning. Oh, yeah, wow. and the speaker in it, it can, can do all of these things as well, right? Yeah, so and also the big eyes. Yeah. It's yeah. So good. if you if you if you tap like three different eyes after each other, what will happen? <laughs> oh, they it... would they would just start to do one by one. So. Yeah. The crying. Oh. <laughs> and then it's the high. It's the angry. <laughs> <laughs> So essentially what you guys are, are doing with this, as fun as it is for us, mm -hmm. you're actually, regardless of whether they're building a road or playing the piano, you're actually teaching the fundamentals of coding. Yeah. Fundamental logic. Let's say uh, logic or computational yeah. thinking and also activities. But uh, the magic is actually on the map as a, a lesson plan. Mm -hmm. And it can be geology. It can be uh, everything in your daily life, all kinds of knowledge binded in there. Yeah. Uh, so it's not only about the coding, but you can always use coding to make it more interactive as well. Yeah. Um, and one thing is uh, we uh, built all the coding cards. Uh, it looks exactly like Scratch. Scratch Do you have an NFC in here or something? Because no. I don't see it's anything a, else. It's yeah. just a color and no, it's a, a special print. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So this is like a QR code fitted yeah. in here. <laughs> I actually don't know what is the code, but definitely it's a code. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. pretty amazing. Oh. It's a you know resting happy mode. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right, cool. Okay, so then, that's great. So you yeah. don't actually see any of the code. No, uh, only the sensors will see. Yeah. yeah. And this is a, a camera or? A... No, I think it's more like an infrared kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And underneath here is the same? It's the same. Yeah. So this recognizes when the road stops and, yeah. and stuff like or that? Or recognize here are some characters or some stories on the map and then I can recognize everything and to do. Yeah. 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 So, uh, <laughs> they will take should that. we get that? No, they will uh, take that. <laughs> right. um, so, move forward to uh, primary school. Yeah. Basically, we have a one platform, uh, software platform called Mblock, which already hits around 10 million users all over the world. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's a combined learning platform for Scratch, uh, which is a drag and drop programming uh, language for, especially for kids to learn programming. Hmm. And also, we're building with uh, Python. 
and nice. Arduino C++, yeah. uh, C and C++, and we're also building extensions as open platform uh, with AI, IoT, or Google Translate, or yeah. face recognition, deep All learning. Of that, yeah. yeah. And because the they're open API, the, yeah. you can use we, we actually have, yeah, so from primary oh, all yeah. the way, and then okay. you use one platform. Ooh. But it's, we have a developer platform online, basically uh, everyone can write their own extension and put it online. So there are a lot of fun extensions already being made. Like there's even one extension only with uh, uh, emotional uh, kind of feedback yeah. for different robots. So they can show different face on the robots with different emotions. So you just drag and drop the emotions as oh, well. Wow, yeah. So it's quite funny uh, how people react to this. So all of these things that you can actually program yourself. Exactly. So you can yeah. say if there's a, is there, if there's a crocodile on the road, uh, you have to be sad because you're scared, yeah. and then you can already pro. Yeah, you can already let children of what age program this? Uh, for I'm tiny, it starts with four years old, and I think he usually can go up to six, seven, eight years old. So based on different activities, Such and an age. Uh, yeah, they can do it already. They can actually. So uh, our experience at exhibition and at the uh, uh, educational fairs is uh, a lot of kids. They actually really love the challenge and they are really attracted to this. And I see a lot of children actually spend hours there and they keep asking, can you change the map? I want to do different ways to do the coding with them. And they're really, really small kids. So I will get back to that point yeah. later though. Uh, but I think for education, the barrier is not kids, it's actually the adults holding them back. <laughs> I was totally gonna ask you about that. So, yeah. because yeah, because this is, this is super uh, interesting in terms of uh, expediting the development mm -hmm. of the child and the capabilities of the child to be able to code and be and, and think in a way that uh, facilitates the capacity to yeah. be able to create things like this and, and more as they get older. Yeah. However, uh, my, my main question for you is given that you know older adults are usually a okay with the status quo mm -hmm. um, and they don't like change in primary, yeah. in primary education uh, you also have like 85 percent of, of, of women teaching yeah. and I never saw them with any technology. <laughs> really? Oh, you're gonna, we're gonna have to edit that line out. <laughs> but gonna, yeah, they are, they're easily, oh uh, they're oh easily adapting yeah. to it. Well, uh, that's the main challenge actually yeah. for us because um, uh, kids, uh, they are very creative, but they need a little bit of guidance in the way of learning. But on the other hand, uh, uh, teachers, adults are often preset with their minds. So yeah. what they always do is say, do this, do that, follow this, follow that, mm -hmm. or okay. you can't do this, you cannot do that. So that's something that we are not really uh, recommending, uh, but we are trying to inspire the teachers that let it go, but uh, knowing that which direction you're guiding the kids. So that's why actually in one of the, the later, uh, actually one of the, the questions <laughs> yeah. I was about to talk is that our focus now is actually educating the teachers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we have a big program this year called the uh, MakeBlock Steam Onboard program. And this program is basically we're gonna take out a lot of robots, free robots, and work all over the world with uh, uh, educational partners. And they're gonna do massive teacher trainings. Oh, wow. And uh, nice. the reason why we call it the onboard is basically telling teachers it's okay to use tools. It's yeah. gonna be like rulers or microscope or whatever in your classroom. It's just a tool. Yeah. So the idea is that how do you embrace the tool and teach the kids about the knowledge? Yeah. 
and that's where uh, kids can learn the most if they have a direction and but they do by themselves and you'll be amazed at how much they can do actually there yeah that's yeah. great yeah yeah that's uh, that's, a, that's a great idea especially yeah. for adoption yeah so so speaking of adoption um you head up the european division mm -hmm. of make yeah um what has how has your growth been in the European market? Um, pretty good, I have to say. Uh, so um, since we started or incubated in US, uh, we've been always a international startup. Let's say that's yeah. always something very different. Uh, when we start up, when we we're only 10, 15 people, our customers are also already all over the world. Okay. Uh, so that's something different for us. So we've been entering the market quite early actually because of the kickstarter probably right yeah so, so you had clients from all over the world yeah exactly was it about the mbot back in the day uh no mbot is actually uh, a few years later the first project first project was even just a diy platform for makers okay. uh, but then uh, accidentally we saw uh, some professors that they use uh, our diy platform to teach kids because it's so easy to use and using Scratch, and that actually led us into the educational markets. Yeah, yeah. And then we get Mbot on Kickstarter. Yeah, because Mbot is now, I guess, the most popular, right? It, it is uh, the uh, best seller so far. Uh, mm -hmm. It's also because it's on the market for maybe four years or four and a half years already. Yeah. And these, um, these two? Uh, uh, Mtiny's released at the end of last year, 2019. So it's fairly new, but they received already really good feedback um, all over the world actually we've we've been keeping up for production even yeah, uh, for this it looks so so good <clears throat> it is uh, uh, i think for the, every every the, kid even for us it's fun yeah to work with this huh? and that's the point also for parents for teachers they feel uh these things uh, uh, so easy to access i mean for other uh, robots you still need to get to know the knowledge but for yeah. this one you can just start right away so that's why it gets uh, really popular also uh, in family education also in school education yeah, yeah you don't yeah. you don't have to put it together first and the rest yeah. of the robots you always have to put together and yeah. then you start programming right yeah uh, well uh, one exception is Cody Rocky uh, so this is for primary education also for uh, starters uh, to coding uh, we did this especially also because you don't have to put anything together but it has a lot of sensors built in, like a, a color sensor, distance sensor, or light sensor, Wi-Fi. So basically, you can use this robot to do a lot of projects and very much focus on coding. So that's why we also have this robot for uh, coding education and especially getting teachers or students on board with coding. Yeah. yeah. Now, okay, so so I have a couple of questions. Um, let, me, let me see if it makes sense to slide one in there. Uh, the first, so you mentioned you guys sort of accidentally fell into the mm. education space. That's what I understood. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so with your, let's say your first, uh, school or mm -hmm. educational facility here, um, tell us, walk us through the story of, of, of why that, uh, school or educational facility said, Hey, you know, this, this make block looks interesting. I think our kids need this. What mm -hmm. what was their what was their real push or motivation to actually engage with you? Um, it's an interesting question because in Europe it's really depending also on the policies that if um, uh, you are obliged to teach this or 
it's just something you want to do in school as an extra. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but I think for teachers, what they want is um, uh, truly a tool that's so easy to engage and no hassle in teaching. Yeah. Uh, not when you're turning on a running around the classroom that, <laughs> and all kids going crazy with everything, but nobody yeah. listens to you. I think for most of the teachers that they want a little bit of this kind of order in classroom as well. Um, and the other things that uh, depends on how easy to use. For example, MBOT, uh, we actually use an open source hardware. It's based on Arduino. Uh, but the difference is that we simplify almost every aspect. For yes, example, it's quite hard to start with. Yeah, and uh, for example, uh, all the sensors, it has uh, uh, cables on it, so it, you just plug in, that's very easy. But we also have a color coded, so if it's a yellow, it works with the yellow ports. Mm. If there's a yellow, then you know it works. Mm. Um, for the whole robots, you only need one screwdriver for this, for this, or for all the okay. big robots behind. Okay. So all uh, the same screws. That's just one that screwdriver. That makes it more fun to build too. But yeah. you see different, <laughs> yeah. different thingies over here. Yeah. How can you do that with one screwdriver? Well, uh, we do have a double head of the ah, screwdriver. Okay. There you go. Uh, that's uh, also because uh, motors are standard uh, parts that you need to uh, cross. And for the rest, mm. we use uh, a flat head uh, M4 screws so basically you just easily to put it on so mbot only need 20 minutes you can put it on yeah. so and then the programming part for example if you program like a professional boards or a hobbyist board you have to go c c plus plus which is very difficult for primary school i think yeah uh, or anyone who doesn't know these languages yeah so uh, uh that's where we uh we were quite early already combining scratch the drag and drop with professional editor in one software so teachers actually see they can teach same things, uh, same knowledge, but they have a learning path uh, from super early to advanced programming. From drag yeah. and drop to uh, if this yeah. and that, like Python towards C sharp and, and C++. Yeah, so well, it's more uh, either Python or C, uh, Arduino C, yeah. uh, but it's all about from drag and drop graphic programming into the actual script uh, programming. And we also have a built-in translator, basically. So you, when you drag and drop, you will see the real code generated. And from there, oh, it's wow. a smooth learning That's, that's how people learn WordPress, so right? Cool. Yeah. And that you can see the text and that you can also see the HTML. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's great. So all we want to do is make it, make it easier. And I think that's one of the, the most important things for education. And of course, we're also uh, trying to make it more affordable. So for example, these are all under $100. So uh, for a lot of countries, especially they're working on the foundation-based uh, uh, models that they, they need help uh, to get into the schools. And, uh, like here, right? In the Netherlands as well. <laughs> Sometimes, okay. yeah. But I mean, for example, we did some projects in Africa, in Mali or uh, in uh, Nigeria. Uh, a lot of the projects is actually from UNESCO or... Uh, oh, right. It's yeah. different than the government here as exactly. a subsidy for every school. Yeah, exactly. And they need okay. external help as well. So basically, uh, some robots cost like six, seven hundred dollars. And with this, you can get six, seven robots. So you can have a, a more impact hmm. uh, into uh, the classroom as well. Yeah. yeah. So, so speaking of impact, actually, mm -hmm. uh, it's a nice segue right into yeah. uh, my other thought on this is uh, it's it's sort of twofold. So, so obviously there are a lot of programs, there are a lot of different uh, uh, bots and uh, and training uh, scenarios mm -hmm. that work their way up through the through the child's age. Yeah. Um, what 
so I, I don't usually ask two questions at one time, but I'm going mm -hmm. to. Then we're running short on time. What's the total duration like uh, of all? If you can, if a child went from your training programs from start to finish, from mm -hmm. beginner to advanced, yeah, uh, where they're you know doing Python, coding Python and C++ and things yeah. like that at the end. Um, what's the total duration of that? And then what's the likelihood of them being able to say skip? needing to maybe go to college yeah, uh, computer science go out and get a job yeah. you know what what is the likelihood of them being employable um, at the end of i think it's it's very interesting because yeah. um we actually not really measuring in that sense okay. we're more measuring in what education needs so yeah. um, for example in france you were asking about uh, the development of the markets in yeah. europe uh, in France, we uh, entered a lot of middle school because they have a compulsory curriculum in France. And nice. then um, our partners actually made these textbooks for coding curriculum, but involving the robots. So that's how we do it uh, to uh, tailor yeah. it for the, the education. So teachers, they get, mm -hmm. they're basically teaching coding, but they know they can use robots to uh, expand their lessons. So that's then that depends on how, uh, how much that they teach in school. Uh, we also have some other situations like uh, uh, after school activities or, uh, for example, our competition make acts, uh, these kinds of things. Uh, then it's more uh, task based or uh, this kind of professional knowledge based. Then we basically offer more general activity plans that um, uh, trainers they can walk through, they can decide uh, what to use. Um, for example, for make act starter as a, a, a competition for primary school and early secondary school. Uh, normally we see schools or, or teams they need about three months to get trained and then they can finish the tasks um, but our idea is that um, there are tools so it really depends on where you plant these tools in so it's not really up to us that okay you're good enough now with Python or, or with C++ but it's more about how what kind of problems you can solve with the tools because eventually you're not going to use Mbot to make a big machine I don't know for for any or producing the cars let's say yeah but you're going to do something similar so the the mindset training is more important but it depends on where you put it we actually have a very interesting project I have um, had in uh, uh, University of Cologne okay as a professor what he did is actually using one of our products to teach physics in uh, high school and it's, they use a, it's a discontinued product, actually it's a drone, it's a programmable drone, um, and, but it's not accurate, but it's uh, very fun and they observe it with camera and then they show kids uh, why this is happening, why it's not flying directly to your target, why it's kicking back and all those kind of um, aerodynamic kind of things being taught in the classroom. So uh, I have to say this, uh, we treat it as a tool as educational tool and we hope this will bring transformation on all the subjects it doesn't matter if it's math or physics chemistry yeah. biology or there's a smart home prototype yeah. <laughs> sitting there yeah, wow. yeah. even, that's, yeah, that's even awesome. that way so so you actually would like to see the teachers create their own courses like, uh, like we used walk to be. through yeah we walk through wisdom basically so we help them to look into what they can implement in their so as a service is it like is it like a consultancy service that you do mm. that or how do you how do you no, do actually, that like, what I is the business model behind all this? most of the time we invest in uh, uh, the, this content curriculum so like instruction booklets and yeah. all of these things a lot of things that uh, they're on the shelves there are a lot of textbooks wow. uh, uh, being written 
uh, with us and maybe also by maybe, our maybe grab one that yeah. like can yeah. from from secondary schools or some yeah. primary schools like uh, it's quite mm. hard for a teacher to start with programming is that if it's not mandatory in the curriculum right yeah exactly and then yeah you, well you see robots you probably think of that you yeah the subject should be about programming so I, I wonder how you can give uh, teachers the idea that they can do more than just do programming with a robot Click to listen to the second half of this interview now, and thanks for joining us for the Startup Impact Series. I'm Fiona Falk.